0: You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's Jason Shepard. Top of the
1: fourth inning, the batter, Freddie Atchikar once again facing Tristan Dixon. We've already had one pitching change for BYU. Luke Sterner coming in in the bottom of the third inning. And that pitching change brought to you by PZ Printing. Nothing inspires like print. Certainly, Sterner was inspiring In the 1 2 3 bottom of the third. BYU with a 3 1 lead here in the top of the fourth. The count no balls and two strikes to Freddie Atchikar. Freddie with an RBI double, his last plate appearance, and he's going to pick up a base hit here as he lines that ball down the left field line. Thought about going for two, he'll stop at first. Freddie Atchikar now is 2 for 2 with a Single and a double. Nicely done by Freddie. The Cougars starting off the top of the fourth in positive fashion, leading 3-1. We're going to be joined on the broadcast by legendary BYU baseball coach Gary Pullens. In fact, Coach may be walking in right now. Always love talking with Coach. The pitch in to Brock Watkins in for ball one. One ball, no strikes to Brock. Brock hitting ninth in the order. At your card first, nobody out. Dixon looks in, gets his sign. Now delivers the 1-0 to Watkins. Inside taken for strike one. One ball and one strike, and... Coach Pullins joining us now on the broadcast. Uh, first and foremost, Coach, thanks for thanks for joining us. It's always fun to be able to talk baseball with you. How are you?
2: Oh, just terrific. It's great to be here, seeing the Cougars play, and we're really kind of glad we're out of the snow and ice. I
1: would I would imagine one one pitch, Watkins showing bunt, and they'll say strike two. So one ball and two strikes to Brock Watkins, still a runner at first. What have you? Th- what have you thought of BYU? I understand it's it's the first series of the season, and especially after such a long layoff, BYU has an opportunity to split with Texas State here with a win today.
2: Well, it's a long layoff because it goes back to 2019, really. <laughs> if, yeah, if you if you think, if
1: about, you think it, about it, you had you know 16 games last year is all. One two pitch. This is high. Two balls and two strikes. Now to Watkins.
2: Yeah, I started thinking about the players that I would know, and I recognize very few of them. Simply because we missed 2020.
1: Right. Two balls, two strikes. At your card first. Two two pitch. Watkins chops it foul, and the count stays two and two.
2: The first thing I notice though is I'm down the first baseline. Those are the tickets they got for me and my wife. And uh, gosh, I spent a whole career calling balls and strikes from the <laughs> dugout, and I thought I was pretty good at it. The umpires didn't think I was very good.
1: Yeah, there's there's always now that, that no battle clue. back
2: and forth, right? No, I have no clue.
1: <laughs> the 2-2 pitch to Watkins just misses high. And now a full count to Brock. Nicely done. And a, a nice, patient plate appearance here for the Cougar shortstop, Brock Watkins.
2: But first and foremost, uh, those of us that live a long way from Provo, we're appreciative that you're carrying the ball games. We've been able to follow the Cougs and, uh, in all their sports.
1: The payoff pitch to Watkins... Popped it up. Will it stay in play? It will. The catcher, Lewis, back near the screen, makes the catch for the first out of the inning. Yeah, I believe the last time at least that I was able to speak with you on the broadcast, I believe it's when BYU was playing Lamar in Beaumont. 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 And I think that was was the last time that uh, that you were in the broadcast uh, booth uh, when I was calling a game. So uh, you obviously live in Texas, so... This is, uh, I'm, I'm sure you get pretty excited when the, you know the Cougars are coming to Lone Star State. You know it. Back to the top of the order, Andrew Pintar looks at ball one from Dixon.
2: When you're living in Texas, especially in South Central, you're happy when anybody comes to Texas because <laughs> it's a long drive.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. At your card first, one out, BYU leading 3-1. The batter, Pintar, awaiting the 1-0 pitch. Takes it and it's ball two. I think some of the hometown fans a little disappointed with that call. Thought that was strike one, but Penny jumps ahead, two balls and no strikes. BYU leading three to one. The two zero pitch called strike one on the inside corner. What are you up to these days?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Catherine and I stay very busy. Uh, we have family in Houston, Catherine's native Texan. Uh, I've got a tractor and about 12 out, twelve acres <laughs> to keep mowed.
1: There you go. Well, that probably keeps you busy. The 2-1 pitch, Pintar lines that ball into left field. That'll be a base hit for Andrew Pintar. And after two walks, Pintar gets his first base hit of the day. And with one out, BYU has runners at first and second.
2: I really like BYU's ball club, though. I followed... Uh, the first the doubleheader on Saturday uh, and this then yesterday's the ball game six, you you look eight, at yesterday's five. game uh Smitty in his first outing throws five shutout innings and the Cougars are up two nothing in the sixth when uh you know the roof kind of caved in 10 runs decided yeah. to cross
1: the plate in the bottom of the sixth right
2: I've it, been there you know coach Littlewood <laughs> said I don't know there. if I've ever seen an inning where <laughs> where 10 runs cross the plate oh my That's preseason baseball. Yeah, everybody just trying to find their footing. These ball clubs, yeah. Well, and as you
1: mentioned, you know we talked about you you played sixteen games in twenty twenty, so you you really didn't have much of a season there either.
2: I didn't realize they played that many. We happened to have been March eleventh at spring training in Glendale, Arizona, watching the Dodgers play, and and that was the last game of Major League spring training. That's right, mid March.
1: One ball, no strikes to Mitch McIntyre. In the dirt, two balls and no strikes. McIntyre got BYU on the board first in the top of the first inning with an RBI double. He struck out in the second inning. Now he's hitting with runners at first and second, and only one out. And with McIntyre's speed, you get him on, and then you see what happens. A little bit of a hanger, and McIntyre gets a piece, fouls it back. So two balls and one strike.
2: Well, I've seen McIntyre play the last three years or say two two and a third year <laughs> because he's valuable in center field up at the plate and on the mound as well. Yeah, three and haven't pitch.
1: seen him pitch obviously this year, but we've seen many, many games in the last couple of seasons where he'll play center field defensively, he'll hit, and then he'll go out on the mound and strike out a couple of batters.
2: He's very, very good.
1: The 2-1 pitch to McIntyre. Stays alive. Two and
2: two. I'm sure you've described, you know, the scenario here. It's a beautiful ballpark, um, and it illustrates what colleges around the country are putting into their programs. There's a whole lot of pride here. Uh, I was talking to some of their fans as we walked into the stadium. They're excited to be playing, and here it's mid-February.
1: Absolutely, and you've got a gorgeous turf field. Obviously, we know what Miller Park is like in Provo with that turf field. The 2-2 pitch, chopped foul by McIntyre, and the count stays 2-2. Two and two. But you're right, I didn't really know much about San Marcos, Texas at all. Um, Texas State, obviously BYU football played them this year, but in terms of their other sports, you don't really know a whole lot. But to see the campus, to see the facilities, and this baseball facility specifically, they've spent a lot of money to do this. This is very nice.
2: They've put a lot into their program, and that is pretty much what's happening all around the country in college baseball.
1: The 2-2 pitch, McIntyre fights one off, a little nubber to second, over to second for one, over to first, not in time. So they'll get the runner at second for the second out of the inning. McIntyre safe at first. So with two outs, BYU has runners on the corners. And the batter will be the third baseman, Austin Deming. He's walked and grounded out in his first two plate appearances.
2: A very good Ooh, that's sign that's offensively that's for the Cougars that. is every inning, They're getting guys on base every single inning. Just
0: continue to put
2: pressure. You try and and win every inning. And you can't do that if you don't have people, ducks on the pond. And uh, every inning, they have been a threat.
1: A check on the runner at first, McIntyre. Gets back easily. BYU leading by two runs, 3-1 to here on the top of the fourth. And Tuckett and I were talking about, you know, the temperature today in the 70s and Obviously, just a couple of days ago there was snow on the ground and things were were much different. So the fact that we've made it to game four is pretty remarkable. Dimming with a base hit up the middle. The shortstop able to glove over to first in time. I thought that may squeak through, but a nice defensive play there by Cameron Gibbons at short. Gets the out and the Cougars are retired without a run scoring in the top of the fourth. We'll have more with Coach Pullins when we come back. BYU leading 3-1 as we head to the bottom of the fourth on the new skin. BYU Sports Network.
0: This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and your host, Jason Shepard.
1: Bottom of the fourth inning, BYU leading 3-1. Luke Sterner back out for his second inning of work. Facing the batter, Wesley Faison. Faison looks at strike one. He heard the... The moans from some of the crowd that thought that was ball one. <laughs> Look, at least you know that the crowd mic we, is working when you can you can hear the the reactions to some of the fans.
2: And you tell they're actually watching the game. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the O one one pitch. Check swing by Fazen. Able to hold up. One ball and one strike. I know you're obviously very proud of what Coach Littlewood has done with this program and obviously is is somebody that, that knew him as a player and has been around him for a really long time. I know that makes you pretty proud to see what he's done.
2: Oh Coach Littlewood is just outstanding.
1: And one his, one pitch
2: his staff, they are terrific. They're recruiting the right kind of people, good players, good students, they're competing. Uh college baseball is very competitive and you know, just they've been on the precipice of getting into regionals, That's super right. regionals. They're going to do it. They've got a great ball club
1: here. 2-1 pitch in there for strike two, even to count of two and two to Faison.
2: But Mike was an outstanding third baseman for me for three years. He was one of our co-captains as a senior, went into minor league baseball after that. He's paid his dues as a coach, coaching in high school, and of course, a stellar career at Dixie when it was junior college. My youngest son played both years of junior college ball for Mike. They were in the JUCO World Series both years.
1: The 2-2 pitch just misses now a full count to Faison well and you talked about recruiting and BYU coming off of its best recruiting class ever and, and you know as well as anybody and this isn't just baseball this is every collegiate sport recruiting is the lifeblood of your program
2: recruiting and how much better they become once you finally get them on campus that's true and yep. a good coaching staff that's where that comes in and absolutely Mike's a teacher they teach the game
1: the payoff pitch swing and a miss and that's another strikeout for Luke Sterner.
2: You know, Sterner is very deceptive. He's a big kid. Holy Toledo, you just walk up to him on the mound and say, what's the weather like up there? <laughs> but he does not throw exceptionally hard. He's got enough on this fastball, enough giddy-up to fool you. And his off-speed pitches have com- have had uh, Texas State hitters off balance.
1: Well, and Tuckett and I were talking about the fact that, you know, being such a young pitcher, you know, just calming yourself down on the mound is, is one thing. Ground ball right up the middle. Pintar gloves, throws to first in time. And Sterner actually got a piece of that. Yeah, he and he gets an assist. He does. The assist on the putout. Luckily, when his glove hit it, it didn't knock it off the tra- its original trajectory and it still went to Pintar at second. He was able to get the runner out. So, two away here in the bottom of the fourth. And the batter is the catcher, Peyton
2: Lewis. We talked about stadiums. Uh, The synthetic field here is the only reason they're able to play. Because I will tell you, last week, this place was covered in snow and ice. And the synthetic field is something they can clean off. You don't have to. You don't have a muddy infield to dry
1: out. Yeah, you're not going to have those those patches in the grass that you know are. They essentially essentially marsh.
2: They certainly wouldn't have played Saturday.
1: The 1-0 pitch. To Lewis, strike one. Evens the count. One ball and one strike.
2: Miller Park and Provo, it saves a lot of. A lot of games for you. You well, don't have to have rain out.
1: And it's, and it's changed the way that you look at the early part of the schedule because as long as the temperatures are decent, you know the, the heater will warm the field enough to get the snow off of it. It's That's just right. dealing with the actual cold. So <laughs> it really has changed things in terms of, of not just the way that the field plays or, or things like that, and obviously aesthetically it's gorgeous, but it allows for maybe even some different scheduling than what you've had in the past.
2: And here's something to look at. Young players, and they are young. These guys are 18 to 23 years of age. Uh, When they know they are going to play, in spite of the fact that there has been some inclement weather, they play better. If there's a question mark always, and you do play, they may not be ready. Um, But they always know they have a chance to get on the field and play the game. Both of these ball clubs are exhibiting that.
1: The 2-1 pitch, high for Ball three. So three and one now to Peyton Lewis. Two outs, nobody on. BYU still with its two-run lead. Three runs on six hits, one error. One run on two hits, no errors for Texas State. Jason Shepard along with former BYU baseball coach Gary Pullins, And that's ball four to Lewis. And he'll take his base. So the two-out walk. And Cameron Gibbons, who struck out looking in the second inning, will now bat.
2: I just want our fans to know, because a lot of guys say, well, you're no longer in baseball. Oh, my hitting yeah. stations are right there on my ranch. <laughs> and any hitting instruction that you need, just come to Chapel Hill, Texas, 6245 Wonder Hill Road, and we'll give you some batting <laughs> practice
1: right there. There you go, offering some lessons here on the radio. How about that? <laughs> Getting to learn from one of the legends. What What is, and obviously with two outs, hopefully this is, we hope that it is a, a quick out here, but uh, we may have to take this to the other, to the top of the inning. But uh, I do want to ask you, your the memory that stands out to you the most about, about BYU and your time in Provo, is there something that immediately comes to mind for you oh, above can, anything else?
2: No, I can tell you that everything overrides things. Since my dear wife worked for 20 years at the law school and me for 30 years at the university, BYU is the greatest place on the planet to work. Great students, great administrative support. Your associates are supportive. It was, it was for us. Glenn Tuckett said it best. He called BYU his Camelot. <laughs> and uh, I echo those words as well because it was just, for us, a marvelous place to work. And it is th- we've perpetuated that, just being involved with the activities and the events that take place at the university. The
1: 2-0 pitch inside. Now 3-0, and now Sterner is getting himself in a little bit of a jam here, already with the two-out walk. Facing Cameron Gibbons, and Luke falls behind, three balls and no strikes. Well, that's quite the endorsement. Right now I know everybody's talking about being all-in at BYU, and that's certainly uh, a ringing endorsement for Brigham Young University, and might I say also very accurate.
2: We are all in, that is for
1: sure. Three balls, one strike. Two outs. The pitch on its way. That ball hit high into center field. McIntyre, though, gets a beat on it, makes the catch. And the inning is over. No run scoring in the bottom of the fourth. We'll head to the top of the fifth. Cougars coming to the plate leading 3-1 on the new skin. BYU Sports Network.
0: For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Jason Shepard.
1: Tristan Dixon out for another inning of work for the home team, Texas State. BYU leading 3-1 as we head to the top of the fifth inning. Leading things off, Josh Cowden will bat first here in the top of the fifth and Coach, this is one of those guys that I got to see him. He was participating in uh, one of the summer leagues, actually in Utah. It was the Utah Summer League, or Utah College League, excuse me. And he was swinging a hot bat there. I know in the fall, he's one of those guys you just couldn't get out. And I know Coach Littlewood is just trying to find a way, whether it's DH, whether it's catching. Josh Cowden is a guy once wants in the lineup just because his bat's too is too influential.
2: He's versatile, and you're always looking for a catcher that can swing the bat on the other side of the plate.
1: The 0-1 pitch on its way to Cowden. Chops it foul. And Josh falls behind. No balls and two strikes. Jacob Wilk in the on-deck circle for the Cougars. Again, BYU leading 3-1. The wind seems to have died down a little bit. It was pretty strong early on. The 0-2 pitch misses high. One ball and two strikes.
2: In Chapel Hill, I asked when we first got there, because there are so many ponds, mm-hmm. you know, that's to keep the cattle hydrated. I said, do we have a mosquito problem? Nope. Why not? Do they spray? No, the wind.
1: <laughs> it just blows them right out of the way. It, really? 1-2 pitch, misses, now 2-2 two and two to
2: Cowden. If you drive up and down Wonder Hill Road, you're going to see about 15 small lakes. They call them tanks. And, of course, the grazing cattle, that's where they drink. How long have you been in Chapel Hill? We've been there about five, five and a half years.
1: Two balls, two strikes. To Josh Cowden. Top of the fifth inning, nobody on, nobody out. BYU with a two-run lead at three to one. Now the two-two to Cowden way outside, and now a full count to Josh. Nicely
2: done there. You know we talk so much about recruiting and the caliber of players that Coach Littlewood and his Uh, staff are bringing to the program. Uh, Coach Law did well. Coach Tuckett was the master. Um, I had the privilege of playing for him two most enjoyable years as a player that I ever had was playing for BYU under the direction of Glenn Tuckett. But through the years what you look at, you bring players in that have that love the game, have a good attitude, good people, And you put them on the field, and they develop. They get better and better. Case in point, Wally Joyner. Wally Joyner from Redan High School, Stone Mountain, Georgia, was not being recruited by any colleges out of high school.
1: Cowden earning a walk, so he stands at first base with nobody out. And Jacob Wilk looks at ball one from Tristan Dixon.
2: Thanks to the fact his sister was a student at BYU, told us about him. And we had a guy named Dale Murphy that played for the Braves at the time.
1: (laughs) I've heard of both of those guys. Those those names seem to ring a bell. One-two pitch. Wilk with a ground ball that gets past the shortstop. He bobbled it. He had a beat on it but couldn't pull it in. And Jacob Wilk now standing at first base. So the Cougars have something brewing here in the top of the fifth with nobody out and runners at first and second.
2: I think Coach Tuckett, who was the athletic director at BYU, then asked Dale to have a look at this kid, Because we didn't go back to Atlanta to recruit. Um, Dale Murphy said, I saw him in an all-star game. Uh, He pitches. Uh, I don't think he's going to pitch at your level. (laughs) But I like the way he swings the bat, which ended up being a colossal understatement. Yes,
1: that would be the understatement of the year. Cole Gamble now at the plate and looks at ball one from Dixon.
2: So Wally Joyner spent 17 years in the big leagues. Because he got better every year, he got better every year at BYU, and was a third-round draft pick by the Angels out of BYU after his junior season.
1: One ball and no strikes. Pitch inside. Two and zero now to Cole Gamble. He was the keynote speaker at the BYU baseball first pitch dinner a couple of uh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, we there. <laughs> and 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 I I was I was there for that one. I was there for the one with Dale Murphy. So speaking of both of them. Uh, but I I really enjoyed hearing Wally talk about his experience and how he came to BYU and just everything surrounding it. it was just a fantastic story. Cole Gamble with a ground ball to second, throw over to first, and pulling the first baseman off a little bit, he had to reach too far, could not bring it in, and that's going to be a base hit. And by the way, they did give Jacob Wilk a base hit. Nope, they're going to call that. A, yep, they're going to call that an error. So not a base hit. So it will be an E four.
2: Then I was just going to say, is that an E four or an E three? Yeah, I'm yeah. a second baseman. Come on, you can't call that an E four. <laughs> well,
1: they just officially called it an E four. So there's okay. the All there's right. the official
2: word. All right. And yeah. now there's always that argument.
1: And coach, now this now this is a situation where in the first couple of of ga- well, the first and the third game, BYU they've been able to score some runs, but haven't been able to come up with that really big hit. This is an opportunity with bases loaded and nobody out where this could be one of those lopsided innings in favor of the Cougars.
2: Amen to that. In college baseball, well, in any baseball, the statement always sounds absurd, you've got to score runs. If you don't score runs, you're going to – the best you can do is tie. But in college baseball with the aluminum bat, with the inexperience of defensive players – the fact sometimes you're playing against ball clubs that don't know where to play you defensively you know in the big leagues they have a pretty good idea where you're gonna hit the ball college ball that isn't the case
1: and the first pitch to Hayden Latham chops it foul so Hayden falls behind no balls and one strike Hayden one for two at a single in the second inning, grounded out to short in the third Boy, prime opportunity for the Cougars to add a couple of runs here with nobody out and the bases loaded. There's no question Hayden has power. Gets a piece, fouls it back, and now it is 0-2 to the Cougar left fielder.
2: So regardless of what kind of pitching and defense you have, you've got to put runs on the board. Um, College baseball is that kind of a sport. You have to be offensive-minded.
1: No balls, two strikes. Dixon delivers the 0-2, high and outside. 1-2 and now to Hayden. And it's the case with any sport. Momentum is so big, and sometimes Huge. it can work for you, and sometimes it can work against you. And we saw in the, in the game yesterday where 10 runs come across the plate, and BYU has to climb back, and unfortunately they're not able to do that. This is BYU's chance to do that. Latham with a... High fly ball right at the first baseman, and he'll make the catch. And Latham is retired,
2: going right back to what we need to do here. You, at, at worst, a deep fly ball here to get one run on the board, the pop season up season in the infield, or a strikeout. Aren't going to let the Cougars have that big inning as you have predicted they could have.
1: Well, and this is if you're Texas State, you're saying, all right, now we're a double play from getting out of the inning without a run scoring, but. Freddie Achikar is at the plate, and he's two for two. So this is the guy you want up there. Achikar with a high fly ball to left field. The runner at third getting set to tag. He'll tag, and he will score. Nicely done. Sacrifice fly by Freddie Achikar. Josh Cowden scoring from third base, and BYU adds to its lead. Now up 4-1. to Nicely done there by Freddie.
2: You know, it's good to know that a guy knows how to make an out. If you know how to make an out at the right time, that out can be very productive for your ball club. Right there, he, he gets a good pitch to hit, hits it hard, deep enough to drive in a run. It is an out, but it also is an RBI. It also
1: scored a run, absolutely, and BYU's lead is now three runs. And the batter, the number nine hitter, Brock Watkins, and he looks at strike one from Tristan Dixon.
2: I knew how to make an out. In fact, a lot of times I made outs when I didn't know how to make them.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, I would probably know how to make more outs than than anything yeah. else. Yes. A lot of them. Is yes. Too. The 0-1 pitch. Missing away and low. One ball and one strike. Now to Brock Watkins. Wearing number 12 on his jersey. That is not his number. He's number two.
2: He's a freshman. He probably forgot his game jersey at the hotel.
1: I think this is, I believe this is the one jersey that they did not have the number two. Tuck and I have had this conversation. So Brock wearing number 12. I know it threw off the PA announcer here at Bobcat Stadium. Now two and one is Watkins. Does not swing on the one one pitch. Two balls, one strike, two outs. Runners at first and second. BYU. Plating a run here in the top of the fifth. Their lead now 4-1. to one. Dixon with the 2-1. Watkins can't hang, hold up. And it'll be strike two. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs. Now the wind's starting to pick up again. You can see the flags in the outfield blowing away, which is good if you're at the plate right now. You get something up, send it up, coach, into the uh, jet stream. Let it and out of here. Let it... Uh, Let it do its thing. The 2-2 pitch to Watkins. Strike three looking for the third out. BYU does score a run. They lead 4-1, heading to the bottom of the fifth on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's Jason Shepard.
1: Well, we've kicked Tuckett out of the broadcast booth, and uh, Coach Gary Pullins has joined me for the last couple of innings, and I have to say, first and foremost, it has been an absolute thrill to have you in the broadcast booth, and so far, you've been pretty good luck, too. BYU just keeps adding to its lead. They now lead 4-1, to one, and coach, we have a new pitcher for BYU. This is a pitching change brought to you by PZ Printing. Nothing inspires like print. Uh, Cooper McKeon, the lefty sophomore from Matthews, North Carolina, will now be the pitcher for the BYU Cougars, facing Cade Manning. And the first pitch from Cooper misses for ball one.
2: With a four game series, Coach Littlewood's having an opportunity to put a lot of guys on the mound.
1: The one oh pitch. And if you think about it, this was originally supposed to be an off day in between the two series. This is essentially the makeup game for the game Friday that was not played for obvious reasons due to the weather and the ice and the snow.
2: Yeah, there was a snowman that had been constructed <laughs> on the mound Friday.
1: McKeon delivers the 2-0, and right now having a hard time finding the strike zone. Falls behind 3-0 to the batter, Kate Manning. Excuse me, Cole Manning. Three balls, no strikes. BYU with seven hits on the afternoon, four runs. And Cooper's pitch inside, and four straight pitches, four straight balls, and that's a leadoff walk. For Cooper McKeon.
2: I believe this is his first outing, or did he appear Saturday in the doubleheader?
1: I am going to look that up just to verify before I uh, give you specifics, because I believe that Cooper, we had seen him one other time.
2: Well, you play a four-game series, you have that opportunity to expand your... Well, and- your- with, two, with
1: Yes, with this game today, I mean, Coach had mentioned before the game even started, you know, Reed McLaughlin got the start, um, and that's not his usual position. This was an opportunity for guys to get some innings today. Uh, but Coach said, you know, we obviously have to be mindful of what's coming up starting tomorrow when you begin a four-game series with the 0-3 Texas Longhorns.
2: Well, that was against some pretty good people up and down mm-hmm. in uh Arlington, where they were playing.
1: Yeah, three top ten teams they faced, speaking of Texas. They were phenomenal. The 0-1 pitch to Isaiah Ortega-Jones. Now the count, one ball and one strike. Ortega-Jones grounded out to Short in his first plate appearance. Right now, McKeon trying to get the first out of the inning. Giving up a lead-off walk, so a runner at first and nobody out. The one-one pitch misses for ball two. You
2: know there is no way that you can—you could have a psychiatrist, uh, whatever you want—if a guy has trouble finding home plate, it—it takes a Herculean effort to get the ball back into the zone and get his rhythm going.
1: The two-one pitch, swing, and a foul out of play, and that was one of the biggest reasons for the ten runs yesterday. Yep, was the number of walks in the yeah, sixth I was inning? Going.
2: Yeah, the number of walks, a hit batsman, a home run, uh, those kinds of things can.
1: And it can snowball on you really can, fast, and that's what we saw yesterday.
2: But Indian's making the adjustment. Yes.
1: need to do a little bit of uh, on-air producing. We're starting to hear back uh, ourselves. (laughs) Something got switched back in our BYU radio studios, I believe, so we're hearing ourselves very loudly back to ourselves. Some on-the-air producing here.
2: That's a dangerous pastime, too.
1: (laughs) Not sure what it sounds like on going over the air, but... Three balls, two strikes, is the count to Ortega-Jones. And that's another walk for Cooper McKeon, and Texas State has runners at first and second, nobody out. The designated hitter number six, Will Hollis. Will Hollis, now the batter. And we got the problem fixed. Again, I'm not sure if that was going out over the air, but everything back to normal now. Hollis at the plate. Nobody out. Runners at first and second. BYU leading 4-1. to one. But, Coach, this is a, could be a dangerous inning here. First pitch in for strike one to Hollis, and he does not like the call. In fact looks back at the home plate umpire, gives him a dirty look.
2: I think uh, the fans were even more upset at that particular (laughs) call than the hitter.
1: No balls, one strike. McKeon taking a long look into his catcher, Josh Cowden, and now timeout is called. What's going on in the mind of Cooper McKeon right now?
2: Well, uh, first of all, that pitch was a pretty good breaking ball. It may have been a little bit up, but it was a sharp breaking ball. He's got good enough stuff. He's got to believe in it.
1: No one. There you go. Another there you go. Ball. And jumps yeah. ahead. No balls and two strikes as Hollis fouls it off to the left.
2: The first hitter that he walked was a left-handed hitter. And of course, McKeon being a left-hander, you got to think he feel, should feel he has an advantage in that cir- circumstance, uh, Let's see if he takes advantage of it here. He's got the feel of that. He knows he's got good stuff, and he just has to believe in himself and get it in the zone.
1: No balls, two strikes. Runners at first and second, nobody out. McKeon's pitch, low and outside. One ball and two strikes. See, and when
2: he's missed, he's missed by four or five inches. It hasn't been close. This
1: feels like one of those situations where if you can just get the first out, everything just kind of calms down a little bit.
2: If you get the first out in an inning, that is one half of the outs. Mathematically, it may not jive, but that's what happens.
1: The one-two pitch on its way. Ground ball, and it's going to find the hole. And into left field, they will hold the runners up. So bases are full of Bobcats. So just like BYU in the top of the fifth, BYU had the bases loaded and nobody out. The Bobcats now have the bases loaded and nobody out in the bottom of the fifth. BYU only able to score one run in the top of the fifth. BYU hoping that uh, that one run or maybe less is what the Bobcats can plate here in the bottom of the inning. It's 4-1. BYU with the lead and pitching coach Michael Bradshaw and catcher Joshua Cowden is going to go out on the mound to talk with Cooper McKeon.
2: Well, he finally started getting the ball in the strike zone. The two curveballs were very good, and and frankly, that ball was not hit hard. It was just, it had eyes, Yes. and there just wasn't a glove in the way.
1: Well, and there is some action in the BYU bullpen, so you wonder if, if this is just a, a stalling tactic to get somebody ready. Coach Bradshaw is making his way back to the dugout.
2: You know, if it were late in the season, that might be the case, but they want McKeon to get some work. And uh, and and is and basically battle his way back into this inning.
1: Well, and at this point, you will gladly give up a run for a double play here.
2: That is for sure.
1: Because one run is not going to kill you when you have a three-run lead right now. What you can't have happen is what happened yesterday when you have the lopsided innings. The first pitch to Thompson. Misses, ball one. Justin Thompson, the third baseman at the plate. Thompson, the junior from Frisco, Texas. Bases loaded, nobody out. The 1-0 pitch, swing and a miss, and a great pitch by Cooper McKeon went right at him.
2: And, in fact, that's the best fastball location he has thrown in the inning. So he's got, I think he's got his rhythm. He's, he certainly has plenty of good stuff with a breaking ball and live fastball. His Just stuff is
1: fantastic. His stuff is absolutely fantastic. He's one of those young pitchers that I know that the coaching staff is extremely excited about with his future here in the program, the 1-1 one, one pitch.
2: There it is. Hits good. the
1: inside corner. Nicely done. One ball and two strikes. Cooper fighting back on the mound. Nicely done. Still trying to pick up the first out of the inning, but man, a strikeout here would be massive. No place to put Thompson. Base is full of Bobcats and nobody out. Thompson 0 for 2 today. The 1-2 pitch. A base hit into right field. One run will score. They'll send another runner in. And he'll slide in head first. Two runs score, and BYU's lead is now four to three. Here in the bottom of the fifth inning.
2: Kind of a reproduction of of yesterday, but it being early in the season, um, you've got to let your pitchers work a little bit. There, they won't go too much longer. But uh, that curveball just hung up there a little bit. My old minor league manager was Tommy Lasorda. And he would go out when a pitcher wasn't exhibiting great faith in himself. He said, now, look, if you were to die tomorrow, would you want to meet your maker after having a lousy outing? He did that once. He said he wasn't back to the dugout, and the guy gave up a home run. He said, what happened? He said, Skip, you had me so afraid of dying that I couldn't concentrate on pitching.
1: (laughs) Gonzalez at the plate and looks at ball one from McKeon. Two runs in here on the bottom of the fifth. BYU still has the lead, but it's just by one run. They lead 4-3, and still some work to do here in the bottom of the inning. Nobody out. Runners at first and second after the two-run single from Justin Thompson. Johnny Gonzalez, the batter, is one for two today. McKeon delivers. It's the outside part of the plate, and the fans groan once again. One ball and one strike. It's all about limiting the damage here. BYU still has the lead. One and one the count. McKeon gets a sign, looks back at second, kicks and delivers. Fouled back and out of play.
2: Now let's see if he can finish this hitter off. Last couple of hitters, he's had two strikes on them. It just he's hasn't gotten been ahead able and, to, Yep. Just hadn't been able to finish it off.
1: Bobcats at first and second. A one-two count to Johnny Gonzalez. McKeon taking a long look into his catcher. Gets his sign and now delivers the one-two. Another ball, chopped foul off to the left side and the count stays. One ball and two strikes. Much more of the field in the shade now as we're nearing 6 o'clock p.m. Central time here in San Marcos, Texas.
2: And you know, I note that Calden, the receiver for BYU, was moving towards the inside part of the plate. But Makia, the pitch was outside, so or on the outside. So that was 17 inches that he missed that pitch.
1: 1-2 pitch. Foul back to the screen and the count stays 1 and 2.
2: So if you underwrite what what has been the problem is simply a lack of command. You know, throwing a strike is one thing. Throwing it where you want it to be is called pitching.
1: McKeon looking to pick up the first out of the inning. He's a strike away from doing that. I'd also love a double play if he could get it. The one-two pitch. Swing and a miss. Great. great, And a fantastic pitch by Cooper McKeon. And down goes Gonzalez. On the strikeout and the first out of the inning. And boy, is that big for the Cougars. And now, you can induce a double play. You can get out of this inning still with the lead.
2: You put a Band-Aid on it. That's for sure. Well, and
1: as we've talked about, BYU has had base runners all Every afternoon. And so, that has been a good sign that guys are getting on base and making things happen. The first pitch to it Faison looks at strike one. Wesley Faison, a junior from Richmond, Texas. 6'3", 225. 0 for 2 today. Does have one home run on the year, and it was a no-doubter earlier in the series. Three RBI and one hit in the series so far. McKeon misses away. Evens the count at one ball and one strike.
2: See, that that pitch missing, but it's very close to the plate. And uh, so he's he started to, you know, he's started to put together his rhythm along with that electric stuff that you say he does have. I haven't seen him pitch before, so this is my first uh, first glance at what he can do.
1: Yeah, he's a lefty, as I mentioned, from North Carolina. six one one eighty five, 185, and 1-1 pitch. is a swing and a miss by Faison, and Cooper jumps ahead, one ball and two strikes. Coming to you from Bobcat Stadium in San Marcos, Texas. Jason Shepard and legendary BYU baseball coach Gary Pullins here with you. As we've mentioned a couple of times, the Cougars beginning a four game series in Austin tomorrow against the Texas Longhorns. The one two pitch. That's swing a and a miss. Pitch. Took something off of it and picked up the second out and the second strike out of the inning.
2: Hey, this big left hander is showing me a lot of character because he started off, he just couldn't find he couldn't find the strike zone with any of his pitches. And here he's come back, a couple of disappointing base hits that drove in runs, and yet here he is striking two guys out and uh, uh, got a chance to get out of this inning with, very, with not nearly the damage that could have occurred. That's
1: correct. Looks like we're going to have a pinch hitter as seeing. well. Number one is Jackson Williams. He'll hit fifth in the order for Jose Gonzalez. And the situation is, his team down a run. It's four-three BYU. Two outs. Runners at first and second. McKeon, high and outside for ball one to Williams. But you can see Cooper's confidence growing as this inning goes on. Starting to get a better feel of it. Looks back at second base and now delivers the 1-0. Ooh,
2: that's a pretty good pitch.
1: Just missed. I'm not sure by how much. I'm surprised that Williams...
2: I think Cowden came up a little early. I don't know if the runner at second appeared to be moving as though he was running, but he came up prematurely. He could have blocked off the, the catcher on, or the umpire on that particular pitch.
1: I'm surprised Jackson Williams was able to hold off on swinging. That was a great pitch from McKeon. The 2-0 on its way, and that strike one. BYU with one run in the first, two in the second, and one in the fifth. They lead 4-3. to Bobcats with a run in the first, and so far two runs here in the bottom of the fifth, and Cougars would like to keep it. It's just two runs here. The 2-1 pitch. Foul back to the screen, and McKeon a strike away from doing just that.
2: See, he's had four or five hitters in a row. He's gotten two strikes. A couple of guys got base hits on that two-strike pitch. He hung a curveball on one of those, which was a gift to that hitter. But he has shown me some character coming back here, striking out the last two hitters and jumping up on, ahead of this guy.
1: Two balls, two strikes, two outs, and two on. McKean with a another long look, getting the sign and getting on the same page. And Now a timeout is called. As Josh Cowden looks back into the BYU dugout to make sure they have the same and correct signs. Now relays those to his pitcher. McKean gets the sign he wants, sets, and delivers the 2 2. Just missed. And the runner at second is going to advance to third. And now it's a full count. Williams able to check his swing. He thought about expanding the strike zone, but was able yeah. to hold back.
2: He laid off of it.
1: So, full count with two outs. Josh Cowden giving out the defensive signals. Now steps back behind the dish. The Cougars a strikeout away from getting out of the inning and still maintaining the lead. Right now it's 4 to 3. A base hit would tie the game up. Let's see what happens on this 3 2 pitch. Fouled off, out of play, off to the right side. We'll do it again.
2: You know, with uh, this being a 3-2 pitch, two outs, runner on first base, see right now, BYU first baseman is going behind that runner. So they're going to let him, they're going to let that runner off first, head towards second base with the pitch. That's a much better percentage defensive alignment to have the first baseman. In fact, one base hit went through that four hole, which is now plugged up by the first baseman. Better chance to get an out.
1: Yeah, Atrikar playing back. The 3-2 pitch, McKeon delivers, mm. just misses away. Ball four, and the bases are loaded, with two outs, and the batter will be the catcher Peyton Lewis. Although we may have a pinch here. No, we're going to have a pinch runner, so Jackson Williams will head back to the dugout, and we will have a pinch runner. I believe that is number 16. Number 16 is Tristan Stivers. So two outs, bases loaded.
2: Seeing a lot of new bodies out there. Absolutely. Both of these coaches doing the same thing. Seeing a lot of their guys getting them in the game.
1: And the batter will be... Looks like we are going to have... I think they're having a discussion as to which player is going to actually be the hitter. There will be a pinch hitter. Tucker Red is going to come in and bat for Peyton Lewis. Tucker, a grad transfer, hails from Rockport, Texas, 6'2", 180. He's also a catcher, so he can come in and do that. Head coach Mike Littlewood is walking out to the mound.
2: He's already made the sign.
1: They're going to go to a new pitcher, so we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and let you know who the new pitcher is for the Cougars. When we come back, it's 4-3 BYU. Base is loaded, though, here in the bottom of the fifth on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Jason Shepard.
1: Of the fifth inning, still 4 3 Cougars. A new pitcher, McKay Johnson. This pitching change brought to you by PZ Printing. Nothing inspires like print. And McKay Johnson is the new pitcher for the BYU Cougars, the right handed sophomore from Dallas, Georgia. 6 6 190. And as we mentioned before the break, he's going to face a pinch hitter, Tucker Redden, the catcher will now bat with two outs, and the base is loaded. As so we see the train going by in the distance. The first pitch from Johnson misses inside, ball one.
2: Coach Littlewood wisely waited until they announced the pinch hitter, because now he has to hit. He was a right-handed hitter, or is a right-handed hitter, going to be facing the left-hander, Now he's facing the right-hander, Johnson.
1: The 1-0 pitch called strike one. One ball and one strike. BYU still maintaining its lead. Heading into the bottom of the fifth, it was 4-1. Now it's 4-3. BYU can get out of this. Head to the top of the sixth. On that pitch, wide and gets past Cowden. The runner from third will score easily, and we're all tied up on the wild pitch. It's now 4-4 here in the bottom of the fifth inning.
2: That's why we always say, well, it's early in the season. These are the things that we learn.
1: That pitch was wide of Cowden, and he just he couldn't get to it.
2: And it was a fastball, so it's by him very quickly.
1: And it didn't really ricochet back. It almost deadened. And so it didn't come back to Cowden in time to have a play at the plate. So we're all tied up at four apiece. 2-1 count to Redden. McCade in there for strike two. Now it's all about making sure that you don't head to the sixth with a deficit. Three runs have crossed home plate here in the bottom of the fifth for Texas State. Four-four here between the Cougars and the Bobcats. And I think they're going to call a balk. Are you kidding me? They just called a balk on McKay Johnson and Mike Littlewood. No, what did they I call? I don't think
2: they called. I think they called timeout. Johnson came set. He didn't flinch. He didn't. He didn't what, double. There pump. was
1: there was a lot of miscommunication because. The runner at third, I think, thought they called a balk because he started running. And then McKay Johnson wasn't quite sure. So he thought, do I still need to throw the ball?
2: He kept the ball. <laughs> he didn't throw it. He could have maybe could have tagged the runner out. I don't know.
1: So after all of that, the count is still 2-2 with two outs. Redden at the plate. Johnson on the mound. McKay delivers the 2-2. Ground ball to Pintar at second. Throw over to first in time. Nicely done by McCade Johnson. The run does score. We're all tied up as we head to the top of the sixth. 4-4. Four, four. The Cougar bats coming to the plate on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and your host, Jason Shepard.
1: A new pitcher for Texas State. We're all tied up at four runs apiece in the top of the sixth. Number 45, Jonathan Martinez, right-handed freshman from Mission, Texas. Six feet, 225 will be the new pitcher for the Bobcats. Also, as we mentioned, uh, in the bottom of the fifth, Tucker Redden came in as a pinch hitter, and he'll stay in to catch. So he is now behind the dish catching Martinez. I want to thank Coach Pullens for coming in for a couple of innings. Just thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. I love talking baseball with anybody, but especially somebody that has the knowledge and the pedigree that he has. It was a blast. My man, Tuckett Slade, will be rejoining the broadcast in just a moment. Andrew Pintar will lead things off for BYU here in the top of the sixth. And the first pitch to Andrew. Misses low, ball one. Three runs scoring in the bottom of the fifth inning for Texas State to tie this ball game up at four piece. Four runs on seven hits, one error for BYU. Four four and one for Texas State, and that's going to be a base hit for Pintar. As he hits that into shallow right. Nicely done by Andrew. Leadoff single, and that's how we begin the top of the sixth. Andrew his. Been on base every single plate appearance. Two walks and two singles. This
0: is six. Now Mitch
1: McIntyre will be the batter. Mitch already with an RBI. Picked up an RBI and a double in the first inning. Scoring Pintar in the first. First pitch to McIntyre. Foul back to the screen. Strike one. The sun setting. Most... Actually, now all of the field here in San Marcos is in the shade. The lights are on. Looking out towards the west, the sun is setting. Probably have a better view of the sun right now in, the, in Utah than we do here. The you 0 know, one pitch. Check swing by McIntyre. It's called ball one. So the count even at one ball and one strike. As I look down the right field line, I see the jersey of Paul Goldschmidt. Quick check on the runner at first. Penny back safely. It's a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Does my heart good to see Goldie's jersey here, one of the alum from Texas State. Now doing good things in St. Louis with my Cardinals. The 1-1 pitch to McIntyre. Misses high and away, two balls and one strike. The wind has died down a bit here as well. Leadoff single by Pintar has him at first base with nobody out. Top of the six, tied four four. McIntyre at the plate. And the pitch in the dirt, now three and one. Jonathan Martinez, his first inning of work today. As I mentioned, a righty freshman from Mission, Texas. In fact, looking over the roster, I think there was only one or two athletes on this roster not from Texas. The 3 1 pitch on its way to McIntyre outside, ball four. And it's now time for the Cougars to answer here and doing a nice job with runners at first and second, nobody out. And Redden will. Head out to the mound to talk with Martinez. Settle him down a little bit. Austin Deming at the plate. And on deck, the catcher, Josh Cowden. A lot of pop coming to the plate right now. I think Austin Deming, by the time this season is over, is going to have a monster year. It's a guy that's been locked in in fall, and you just can see the confidence. I realize it's you know just hitting in the cages, a couple of the the scrimmages and things. He is he's poised for a big big year, an opportunity for an RBI here, break the 4-4 tie. Martinez delivers and a ground ball by Deming foul off to the left, strike one. Deming wearing number 25, Cougars the gray pants and the navy tops Pintar at second base McIntyre at first and an 0-1 count to Deming Martinez delivers, bounces in the dirt and a nice job by Redden to block that to not allow the runners to advance one ball and one strike now to Deming. 1-1. One, one. On its way for Martinez. Inside, 2-1. and one. If you're the BYU hitters, you're going to make Martinez prove he can throw a strike right now. He's thrown away. He's thrown in. And you know Deming is hoping he makes a mistake and sends one right over the plate. 4-4 tie. 2-1 count. Martinez delivers to Deming. Misses away. And that really has been how it's gone. Away, in, away. BYU now with eight hits on the day. They've doubled up Texas State. In hits, 8-4, but it's the runs that count. Right now it's tied, 4-4. The 3-1 pitch to Deming. Chopped foul. 3-2 and two now to Austin. Three balls, two strikes. Runners at first and second here in the top of the sixth inning. San Marcos, Texas. Martinez with the payoff pitch. Deming spoils it, fouls it back, out of play. Doesn't do it again. I'm excited to get to the University of Texas tomorrow. The last time I was at any venue of the Texas Longhorns, it was when BYU football played there, and uh, Taysom leaped. That play, oh yeah. And the 3-2 pitch misses inside, and that's a walk to Deming. And now the bases are loaded, and nobody out. This is the exact same scenario for BYU in the top of the fifth. Bases loaded, nobody out. BYU only able to score one run in that inning. Looking to change that here. Yeah, so the last time I was in uh, in Austin, good things happened, the, the Taysom leap, and we're gonna have a pitching change as head coach Stephen Trout has seen enough from Martinez. He's going to call to the bullpen. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, let you know who the new pitcher is. BYU looking to do some damage here. Bases loaded. Nobody out here in the top of the sixth on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and your host, Jason Shepard.
1: The new pitcher for Texas State said number 30. And that is, I don't see number 30. I believe it's Cody Bonner. Quickly check just to make sure. Cody Farmer. Cody Farmer is the batter. Number 33. Cody Lefty, sophomore from Jones, Oklahoma. I mentioned not very many players from states other than Texas on this roster, but Cody Farmer is one of them, but not too far away, just Oklahoma. 6'6, 215. And he's inheriting a mess right now. Comes in with bases loaded, and nobody out. Great news for BYU, though, an opportunity to break this 4-4 tie. BYU has led this game until the bottom of the fifth when Texas State scored three runs to tie it up. But then a single, a walk, and a walk has the bases loaded here in the top of the sixth. And the batter will be the catcher, Josh Cowden.
0: Cowden.
1: Josh 0 for 2 today. Does have a walk. He'll take that. That'll at least score a run right now, but he's more than capable of putting a couple runs on the board with one swing. Farmer delivers, and it misses. Breaking ball that miss for ball one. Cowden hitting 250, three walks on the season. Does have four hits, four runs scored so far on the year. The 1-0 to Cowden. Same pitch, same location, and same result, 2-0. And now if you're Cowden, you can be extremely selective. Make Farmer throw you a strike before you even swing. Bases loaded, nobody out. Cougars looking for a big inning. The 2-0 pitch to Cowden. Low and away, 3-0 to Josh. And Redden did a fantastic job of keeping that ball in front of him. He had to jump to his left to block that pitch. Did a nice job. Otherwise, the tie may have already been broken. Pintar is at third. The 3 0 pitch to Cowden. High and outside, and that is a four pitch walk to Cowden, and that's an RBI walk as Pintar trots in from third, and he scores BYU on top 5 to 4. Nicely done there by Josh Cowden. And that's going to be it. Stephen Trout has seen enough. Farmer's Day is done. We'll have another pitching change. We'll take a quick 60-second break. We'll come back to Bobcat Stadium. BYU now on top, 5-4 on the new skin. BYU Sports Network.
0: For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Jason Shepard.
1: Matthew Nicholas, a redshirt sophomore from right here in San Marcos, Texas, will now take the mound. And he'll inherit the exact same situation that Cody Farmer inherited. Bases loaded, nobody out. BYU now leading 5-4 on the bases loaded walk to Josh Cowden. Nicholas, it's his second appearance on the season. He's pitched two-thirds of an inning. Giving up a run, a walk, also has one strikeout. He's faced three batters. And now he'll be facing... Maybe a pinch hitter for BYU. Jacob Wilk is due up, but it looks like Brian Call will be the pinch hitter. Brian Call just has a knack for getting base hits with runners in scoring position. and He'll step to the plate with a big chance here. Bases loaded, nobody out.
0: Pinch hitter number eight.
1: BYU leading 5-4 on eight hits. Also have an error. Looking to add to their lead now. First pitch to Brian Call is a base hit to second base. He'll bobble it, throw to second in time, but the runner from third will score, and Brian Call will be safe at first base. Nicely done. BYU's lead now 6-4. to four. So they do get the runner at second. They were going for the double play. The run was going to score either way. But it's now 6-4. to and Now runners on the corners with only one out. Nice job by Brian Call to put the ball in play. As he reaches first base on the fielder's choice. Picks up the RBI as well. Nicely done. 6-4 Cougs. The batter, Cole Gamble. Looks at ball one. Two runs already in here in the top of the sixth. Pitch to Gamble takes strike one. So one ball and one strike from Nicholas. Nicholas, 5'11", 200. mentioned a redshirt sophomore from here in San Marcos. He's been able to do something that the other pitchers in this inning haven't been able to do, and that's get uh, at least one out. The 1-1 pitch to Gamble misses inside. Two balls and one strike. I hope you enjoyed having Coach Pullins in the broadcast booth for a couple of innings as much as I did. It was fantastic. Appreciate him taking a few minutes. The 2-1 pitch to Gamble. A high fly ball on the infield and I'm not sure anybody can find out where the ball is. It's the third baseman moving up and makes the catch. The pitcher was waving off saying, I can't find it. But it's the third baseman, Thompson, who moves up and makes the catch. So, Gamble is retired for the second out of the inning. Still, though, runners on the corners now with two outs, and Hayden Latham coming to the plate.
0: The left fielder number 10, Hayden Latham.
1: Coach Pullen said he was going to – I think he said he was going to be at Friday's game up in Austin, so get an opportunity to see him again. Hayden Latham at the plate, one for three today. First pitch to Hayden. Brian Call, in a little bit of a rundown, may have missed a sign there. Call caught in between first and second. And now the runner from third coming in, sliding, not in time. They'll tag out the runner at third. Call was in the rundown. Deming tried to score from third. They threw to home and tagged out Deming, and that will retire the Cougars. But they do score two runs. In the top of the sixth, heading to the bottom of the inning, BYU leading 6-4 to on the new skin. BYU Sports Network.
0: At Intermountain Healthcare, we understand that broken arms haven't stopped. Babies continue to be born. Emergencies continue to happen. And doctor visits are still needed. At Intermountain Healthcare, we've put the measures in place to safely care for you in these difficult times. So please don't put off the care you need, especially for stroke-like symptoms, chest pain, difficulty breathing, or other urgent care. We're here for you. Visit IntermountainHealthcare.org slash here for you to learn how to get the care you need. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Jason Shepard.
1: 4 Cougars in the bottom of the sixth. McKay Johnson. Facing Cameron Gibbons and Johnson's first pitch taken for strike one. DoTERRA is a proud sponsor of BYU Baseball. I want to thank DoTERRA for their sponsorship of the Cougars. The 0 1 pitch in there for strike two. Johnson ahead of Gibbons. No balls and two strikes. Gibbons 0 for two today. Hitting 250 on the very early season. Defensively at shortstop today. The 0-2 pitch. Fly ball that will get out of play. Off to the right side. The count stays. No balls and two strikes. BYU broke the 4-4 tie in the top of the sixth with two runs. They lead 6-4. Eight hits. One error for the Cougars. 4-4-1 for Texas State. The 0-2 pitch. And Gibbons tried to check his swing. Did not do it. Called out. Nicely done by McKay Johnson for the strikeout and the first out of the inning. There's the careless whisper. It's back. And guess who also is back?
3: Did you guys miss me? Because uh, <laughs> You violence. just wanted to hear this song. All I know is that uh, that last inning was... Nerve-wracking for me.
1: Were you just taking a little bit of a timeout? I was. I was
3: just walking back You and had forth. planned on coming
1: in earlier, but the was stress just was just too much.
3: Myself. I got gotcha. you. Pacing myself.
1: The good news is BYU has the lead. McKay Johnson now facing Manning. Pitch inside for ball one.
3: That's nice to get the first out of the inning, Shep, and and not give up a free base, right? Free one's always... Always come back and haunt you, ship. Pitch in there for
1: ball two. Now McCade falls behind. The batter, Cole Manning. The 2-0 pitch. Right in there for strike one.
3: K's throwing gas. By the way, that last ground ball he got to end that last inning was 96 miles an hour. The 2-1 pitch, ground ball to Pintar at second, and
1: whiffs on the the snag. I think it may have took it may have took a late hop and went right under the glove.
3: Yeah, one of those plays again needs to be made. That's a play that he'll make 99 out of 100 times.
1: Be a base hit for Manning. Nope, they did give him an error. He's just late putting it on the board. So an E4. And with a runner on first base and one out, the batter is Ortega Jones. Looks at strike
3: one. Looking to get you another ground ball right here. Hopefully get you a little double play ball. Get out of this inning. On deck is Will Hollis. The 0-1 pitch. Nice yeah. pitch. Right Good in there slider. for strike two. Good slider right there. Starting to run out of options, Shep. A couple of guys that you thought would go a little bit longer weren't able to so far in this game. And so, you know, you're in the bottom of the sixth here. And... You're down to just a few options left, so you need McCade to, to eat up a couple of innings here. Good quality, scoreless innings.
1: The 0-2 pitch. Fouled off out of play. It really is a completely different situation from a pitching standpoint for both of these teams, where BYU is getting ready to start a series. Texas State, right now, they can afford to throw guys if they want because right now they're not playing a game tomorrow.
3: Yeah, and so it is different. It definitely it's, it's a different situation. I actually think... They might have picked up a game possibly tomorrow as well. But uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. But originally they didn't have one scheduled.
1: The 0-2 pitch. In there yeah. for strike three looking. He
3: had Ortega
1: Jones fooled
3: on that pitch. Well, that's what McCabe can do. He'll throw a 94- to 96-mile-an-hour fastball at you and then throw that slider and you got no chance.
0: The, six, the DH. Will
1: Back to the top of the order. Will Hollis. One for three today. Flied out to center field. Lined out to right. And then picked up a base hit in the fifth. The first pitch from Johnson. Wasting no time. Picking up strike one. It looks like they have taken that error away. Mm -hmm. They have taken the E4 away.
3: That's twice now they've done that. And given
1: Gibbons or excuse me, Manning, a base hit.
3: That's not a hit. There's no chance. He just fields it and throws it. He's out. It's crazy. Pitchers a couple times have had that taken away. It's good for Pintar. He's actually had two errors taken away from him in this series alone, one yesterday and one today. Um, But uh, not so good for uh, the pitchers as far as giving up hits and possible earned runs.
1: 1-1 pitch. Lined in right field, the base hit for Hollis. So now with two outs, the Bobcats have runners at first and second. Well, that's the second base hit on the evening for Will Hollis. Back-to-back innings. And now Justin Thompson, who in the fifth picked up a two-run single. Take care of a dangerous hitter here and get out of this inning. Yeah, and that was a really
3: big single he had off uh, McKeehan with bases loaded. Really got them going. Those The, the walks that McKeehan had to start that inning. Came back to, to nip him right there with that hit by Johnson. Thompson, sorry. BYU
1: still with the two-run lead at 6-4. First pitch to Thompson. Swing and a miss, strike one.
3: This team is a fastball-hitting team, Shep. They like to be dead red. And so you see right there, Slider first pitch swinging. He wasn't even close. Because they're attacking fastball, and so one thing in this, this weekend slash week now four game series when we've been able to get ahead with an off speed pitch is when we've had really good success getting these hitters out. But when we get behind, they're dead red and they've been on they've been on point.
1: Johnson looks back at second and now delivers the 0-1. Misses away, evens the counter the a ball and a
3: strike. And today is uh, this uh, this uh, behind the plate umpire. He's had a smaller zone than the first two guys that we had this 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 weekend. He uh, we haven't had him yet, and uh, I really like it as a hitter. Love his strike zone because it has to cross that white to be a strike. Pitchers they don't love it. They're used to getting usually a little bit more, but he's been so consistent with it. I can't complain. The one one pitch, bringing the heat there, swinging a miss
1: by Thompson.
3: You know, I was behind the plate in that uh, three run fifth that uh, the Bobcats had with McKeon on the hill. And there was there was probably three or four borderline pitches in that inning and a couple with full counts that were called balls that some umpires probably call that a strike and it changes the outcome of the inning. But this umpire has been really consistent with that tighter zone. And hey, offensively, we've taken advantage of it too. Chef, how many walks do we have now on the day? I want to say probably six or seven. Let's look. Seven. Yeah,
1: seven walks. We've had it. By the way, the home plate umpire is Eric Thompson behind Justin Thompson. Good block. No relation, at least that we know of.
3: <laughs> that would definitely not be uh, be good. We had a situation a couple of years ago where we had a local umpire whose nephew was playing here. So while he was playing here, he had to block us and couldn't work couldn't our Couldn't work games. BYU games. It's just not right. Right. You know.
1: Two balls, two strikes, two outs, and two on. Johnson on the mound. Facing Justin Thompson, the junior from Frisco. McCade kicks and delivers the 2-2. Thompson fouls it off to the right. And we'll do it again. Two balls and two strikes.
3: One thing the Bobcats have been able to do is they've, they've made us pay today when we give up free bases. When we give up free bases, they've gotten a big hit to score runs. They've advanced runners. They've done some good things. We're lucky that they only have four because they've had some chances the last couple innings to really score. And we've had a bunch. I think we're at probably 12-plus base runners now that we've left on base this this game alone. We've had at least two
1: innings where BYU's had bases loaded, nobody out, and the 2-2 pitch way outside, and now a full count. And you certainly don't want to tempt fate by – Loading up the bases.
3: No, you don't. Well, we saw last inning when they tied the game with bases loaded. McCade threw a pass ball, and that ties again. The they didn't get a hit, but threw a pass ball. There's so much more room for air without bases loaded. And the
1: payoff pitch lined into shallow right. It will drop one run will score and that's an RBI single for Justin Thompson and it's now 6-5 BYU
3: that's his 7th RBI of the series <laughs> he has yeah. been a
1: hitting machine Four hits with guys in scoring RBIs. position
3: he has just been on fire and it's not like he's smashing the ball i mean that ball is basically a cni flare single off the right. bat yeah.
1: i thought that gamble was going to have a chance yep. at it but it just it just dropped
3: Called the dying quill.
1: So now runners on the corners with two outs. BYU still with the lead. But instead of two runs, it's trimmed to just one. Six to five. We're in the bottom of the sixth. Johnny Gonzalez, the grad transfer from Frisco. 6'3", 205 at the plate. Base hit would tie the ball game up. McKay Johnson... Out there to make sure that doesn't happen. Thanks for tuning in to our, our first radio broadcast of the season. A little number. It's going to get down, and this game is tied. It's Gonzalez. Goes the other way. And hits a bloop into left field. All tied
3: up. Six runs apiece. So, I mean, that's the story of this inning, right? So... They've had two now Seeing Eye singles. They had the air that they miraculously changed to a hit, right? And this inning would be over had Pintar made that play and they wouldn't score any runs. That's just the difference in little things. And it's early, Chef. It's early in the season. Mistakes are going to happen. You know, and you know you hopefully learn and grow from them. But still, you know, as, as a guy that's around them every single day, I know that these players are so frustrated right now that they're having these mistakes and they're not, they're not getting these big hits. And this series has just not been easy. The batter was Wesley
1: Facing. Two outs and two on. Oh boy, he hit that ball high in the center field. It's going to stay in the park, though. McIntyre back at the warning track, makes the catch. That carried longer than I thought it was going to, but the end result is an out. Two-run score in the bottom of the inning. We're all tied up at six, heading to the top of the seventh on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.